This is the Ignition Point, Clayton Bradley Academy's podcast where every day we work to help students excel through critical thinking, problem solving, collaboration, and use of our lifelong guidelines and life skills. Today's podcast is a special podcast as we are interviewing two students, Annie Bruce and Eve Hutchinson, as they are getting ready for the musical here at the school, Annie. And if you're listening to this on the release date, that musical starts tonight, March the 2nd. And so we hope that you are making plans to join us. But now we're going to switch gears and go to the podcast. We start off a little fun with interviewing the characters that they would be. And so we, at this point, join the podcast with Annie Bruce and Eve Hutchinson. We'd like to welcome to the podcast today two very special guests that relate to uh, opening night tonight of Annie, the musical. If you're listening to this uh, on the release date, that will happen this evening. And so the two guests are Miss Hannigan and Annie from the musical Annie that we'll be doing here at Clayton Bradley Academy. So welcome to the podcast, Miss Hannigan. Thank you. Thank you for having me. And Annie, welcome. Thank you for having me. We're excited to sit down with you guys and to talk about um, what people might see if they come to see the performance. And so I wanted to start with you, Miss Hannigan, of if you're, you know, running an orphanage in the 30s, I know that can be a really tough thing. So what what's it like? Like, how did you get into this? It's absolute chaos, to say the least. Um, well, being a single woman, not great. But um, running an orphanage full of a bunch of little children is enough to make anyone go crazy and, well to drinking and you'll see that eventually in the show i must say dealing with a bunch of kids really challenges your patience and i don't have any anymore and yeah i imagine yeah. i imagine that can be very tough and annie what's it like to live in an orphanage how long have you been there well since i'm not supposed to tell lies i'll, I'll be honest it's, it's not very fun. All I get is cold mush on a good day, some hot mush, and, and I really have to clean a lot, and, and Miss Hannigan's not so nice. Um, I'm going to stop you right there. I work my butt off for you kids, and I'm not going to let anyone believe this child. I give them the food that I, the only food I can afford. Even though I'm living on the city, I have a steady salary. I get free food. Hey. I'm doing all right. But, but Miss Hannigan, remember the one thing you always taught me? Oh, I remember the one thing I always taught you. But that doesn't matter right now. But, but never tell a lie, Miss Hannigan. I know, never tell a lie. But Annie, this is press. They want to hear the juicy gossip, even if it's not true. So how long have you been at the orphanage? I've been here for... 11 years since my parents dropped me off on the steps, but don't worry, they're coming back for me. Here she goes again. Please, Miss Hannigan, I'm sure everyone wants to hear me read the note. Nobody wants to hear you read that stupid note. But just a little bit? Fine. Please take good care of our little darling. Her name is Annie. That's good enough. Thanks, Miss Hannigan. Mm, of course. So how many how many orphanage how many orphans do you have right now at the orphanage? Too many. When I tell you, counting heads, in the past, if if there's an empty chair, that's the kids' fault. They're not eating. More for me. And Annie, what's your response to Miss Hannigan? Like, do you guys have a a, a common way that you address Miss Hannigan? Um, 
We always have to line up when she blows her whistle or it's bad news for your lunchtime. And she always makes us recite one thing. And, of course, we always say it's true. I love you, Miss Hannigan. That's what we always have to say no matter what's happening. Music to my ears. So if you want to hear more of this kind of interaction uh, between the two of the uh, of, of Miss Hannigan and Annie, you can come to our performance. It's uh, March the 2nd, 3rd, and 4th here at Clayton Bradley Academy, and there's ways that you can purchase tickets if the show is not currently sold out, although it's heading that way quickly. And so the real characters, Miss Hannigan, is Annie Bruce. It's funny that you're not playing Annie. Yeah, I know. It's pretty funny. <laughs> And Annie is played by Eve Hutchinson. And so both of you guys are sophomores, correct? Yes. yes. And uh, have been in several musicals that we have done here at the school. And so you'll see that whenever you watch their performance on the stage, the, the fact that you guys are not new to the stage comes out. Uh, so let's start with you, Eve. What are, some, what are the performances that you've had here at CBA and what are the roles that you had in those? So my first musical was my sixth grade year, and it was Newsies, and I starred as um, just a regular Newsy boy, and I actually am just remembering that my name was Splasher, and I did create <laughs> my own backstory because, of course, it's important even if you're playing ensemble to get in your character. So my next play was Guys and Dolls, and I played a doll, and also I was the triangle player for the Salvation Army, nice. <laughs> which led to a lot of quick changes, so good prep for this year. And then my last musical was The Sound of Music, and I played Sister Bertha, one of the leading nuns, and that was a very cool experience. Very cool. And Annie? Um, my sixth grade year, Newsies, of course, I played Jojo, who was a newsboy. Um, and then in Guys and Dolls, I played Angie the Ox. Um, in last year's musical, The Sound of Music, I played Baroness Elsa Schrader. And, of course, this year, Miss Aggie Hannigan. That's <laughs> exciting. So when you look back, uh, Eve, at, at the ones that you have done, what's been some of your favorite parts of being part of a musical here at CBA? Um... One of the things that has always stuck out to me is like made me want to do it year after year is just the family that's created within the musical and not just the cast but also the crew members and the directors. There's always like a sense of because we're always together for like a solid couple months. It, it forms a bond that goes beyond just the musical and like we always look forward to like counting down the next one. And it's been especially cool for me because my siblings have been a part of the musicals with leading roles. And so watching them and getting to kind of grow up in that, and now it's my turn, like it's a pretty cool um, way to look at it. Yeah, absolutely. What about you, Annie? Um, I honestly just want to say like the um, feeling of togetherness, yeah, like family, but also it's like inside jokes and <laughs> connections that we make because like every musical there is some kind of inside joke that the whole cast has that brings us closer like we see each other in the hallways middle schoolers and high schoolers alike and we're like we'll say our little joke like from last year it was Georg because that was his name last year and that's how Elsa said it and so every time I see Somebody who was in the musical last year, they're always like, hey, Og, and we have a connection. <laughs> so that's always amazing. But, like, the experiences we share, we all 
are together when we're excited and ready for the opening night and then we're all there holding hands and hugging and crying when it's over and when we're saying goodbye to our seniors (laughs) we're there every night the last couple weeks till like 10 or 11 sweating (laughs) disgusting (laughs) we see everyone at their very lowest and worst yeah but then we also see each other at our best on stage Mm. um and we cheer them on and it's not like a competition like you might have wanted one role and you got another but when you see your friends perform it's like a it's it's just magical and everyone is so supportive and then it's just it's a huge family like wow, you said that's such a good answer <laughs> that's, that's really cool to hear and you know one of the things that we talk about on the podcast a lot are is the curriculum that we do at CBA what happens in the classroom but the last couple podcasts we've kind of focused on the things that happen outside of the classroom and the musical being a big part of what happens at the upper school level. Um, so typically we're talking about sixth through 12th grade. We have occasionally gone into lower school for, for kids when we've needed uh, those parts to be filled by, by a younger student. Um, and so it is one of those things that we look at that does draw together the, the upper school um, in a pretty unique way. And I know we were uh, talking last week with Dr. Bruce about uh, the amount of students, I mean, we've probably got 50 to 60 kids in the musical when you add up the cast and the stage crew and then the people that are in the art class helping make sets and mm-hmm. people in STEAM that are helping with, you know, whatever engineering design thing that they might be doing as part of the, of the musical. Um, and so that's, you know, percentage-wise, you're talking about, uh, let's see, 20, 30% or so of, of the upper school is in this one production that's a pretty cool thing to, to have that kind of diversity of student body in one production. And so as you guys are getting ready for a musical for that stage performance, you know, opening night's coming quickly. Um, you know, we're recording this about a week before, a week and a half before opening night. And so uh, you, you guys are actually getting ready to get into the, the maybe best and worst part <laughs> of preparing for a musical. Yeah. Starting to see it all come together, which is good, but it's also, like you said, those long nights, and, you know, it turns into every evening of the week until late in the evening, and we've got some great um, parents and volunteers that help bring food at times Mm -hmm. and snacks and whatever might be going on, Um, but what are you... What's it like to prepare for the uh, production? And this year's production is actually quite long, too. I think runtime, it's it's over two hours, I think. Mm -hmm. Um, I think it's about two hours and 15, which is, minutes. Which is probably one of the longer musicals yeah. that we've done okay, wow, as a I school. I didn't even know that. That's kind of probably bad. <laughs> uh, but, but, you know, we, we put it to, in chunks. You know, the directors are great about putting it in chunks for you guys so that you kind of figure it out a little at a time. So what's that, what's that lead up like? What, you know, when it comes to understanding the music, I, I am not a <laughs> musical person at all. <laughs> And so we always joke about whenever I'm looking at that sheet music. I mean that that is that is absolutely a foreign language to me. Mm-hmm. Um, and and people have taught me tricks to try to get through understanding whether I'm supposed to hold a note or end a note or whatever's <laughs> supposed to be going on. So, but you guys also work with Jill Emmert, our music, our our singing, or choral instructor, um, and you work with M- Melissa Baldwin on the blocking and kind of I guess stage direction, and then. 
um, Dr. Bruce is there to kind of fill in all the gaps, I feel like. I don't know what her real oh job is. Oh, my gosh. Is. Dr. Bruce is literally the glue that holds everything together. Because I yeah. see her, like, talking about music some, and then I see her talking about mm-hmm. blocking. I see her helping kids with scripts. Like, she's yeah. kind of in a lot of different places. That woman never sleeps. She's just too good to, like, bog her down to one thing. Mm-hmm. She needs to just have her hand in everything. But So what's that lead up like then? I think for me, like, having this experience be, like, my first musical where I'm really active in everything obviously um what helps a lot like getting ready for these long rehearsals till 9 p.m or 10 p.m every night is the fact that the directors like are people for me and Annie that we're very familiar with already just because of um their role in the school Miss Emmert has been our choir director since our sixth grade year and so she has in our own choir time prepared us for things like this so now when we go in to learn our music it's a lot more um organized for us and we're able to read our music learn our songs know the techniques she's already teaching us because that's been consistent and same for miss baldwin we both see miss baldwin for vocal lessons as well um, so we already had a connection there. Obviously, Annie has a connection to Dr. Bruce. I wonder how. <laughs> and she's been my math teacher for two years. So that really helps that we're very connected and organized in the way that we're all informed of the same things and work together to get the final product. Yeah. What's that lead up like <clears throat> for you? You've had a couple different yeah. kind of leading roles. Uh, yeah. Um, it's certainly so much better this year than it was last year a lot less stressful I mean the adrenaline is of course still there and I'll see other people in the musical and we're like oh my gosh it's so soon (laughs) and I mean it is so soon but it's it's just incredible you feel you feel powerful especially after like that first performance when people are like oh my gosh, wonderful job. You'll like hear the applause and people are like, you are amazing. It's a real confidence booster. And so I feel like with these, uh, like not even two weeks leading up to opening night, a big thing is remember that there are people who are cheering for you, Mm. but also that you need to be your own cheerleader. And so like getting yourself through it is a huge thing. Pep talks, Mm -hmm. a (laughs) lot of snacks, getting through those rehearsals. But, um like the lead up this year is just it's so much better we're all excited and I I, we all know we're gonna pull it off this year yeah I think one thing for me that's really stuck out that I've tried to be super intentional about not only with me but my fellow cast members of just us reminding each other to enjoy the process those those have been three of the words that have really resonated with me this year because in past years I haven't enjoyed the process because I've been stressing and um Obviously, Annie is such a well-known musical, and it's something that's really going to stick with people when they come to see our version, and so it's something that's a once-in-a-lifetime experience for any of us, and so I've really found joy in enjoying the process (laughs) because um, it just makes it fun. Like, I'm not anxious about how the play is going to be because I know no matter what happens we're going to be having the time of our lives Mm -hmm. and getting those um relationships like with my fellow leads Annie Noah Melanie is like 
all of us are so connected with it and that if anyone is like starting to stress out I'm like no we're enjoying this process <laughs> think about yeah. how fun this is right now and it that's been my mantra for the yeah. whole show yeah. it takes a village that's yeah. the big thing true like everyone is helping everyone that's the huge thing about this musical yeah I was down there this morning you know we were having a meeting talking about some of the lights and stuff well while I'm there you know Miss McDaniel is also in there working on set design with some of her art kids and it really is one of those things that it just kind of encompasses a lot of, of different things that are going on in class in our classes mm-hmm. and, and around the school campus and that I hope people listening heard what you just said of enjoyed the process. It's one of those things that I have, as an adult, uh, tried to remember in raising kids and, and, and living life of enjoying that moment that you're in. Mm-hmm. Because sometimes we focus so much on the whatever the next step is. You know, maybe as a high school student that you're already looking at, which you got to plan for college and, and graduation and that sort of thing. But sometimes you forget then to live in the moment that you're also in, mm-hmm. enjoying the process. and. And, you know, middle school, high school, there's a lot of things that go on and some of them are pleasant and some of them are very unpleasant. And, you know, learning your, you know, all the things that change and and all of that stuff that happens. But just enjoying that moment, like you're never going to be in that moment again. Yeah. Once it's gone, it's gone. Jeez. Yeah. I'm not trying to put a downer on the conversation. Come on. No. But. Uh, and I think when you're enjoying the moment, you're also setting yourself up for that next moment. Mm-hmm. Le- learning to find joy in that, uh, whatever it may be, is something that if we can get that skill down now while you're in high school, it's going to make the next uh, several years a lot more enjoyable. Yeah, and the yeah. moment becomes a memory. That's always one of my Jeez, favorites. I feel like it's leading into a song right now. <laughs> I know. The sun That's will come <laughs> tomorrow. That's right. That's I'm very sentimental, and I think it really helps me play into the role of Annie because we see that through her dreams of not being an orphan. She doesn't even believe that she's an orphan, but that's for me. It's like a moment always becomes a memory. So, like, yes, we're enjoying the process now, but we get to enjoy it forever. Mm -hmm. That's awesome. And so if if we don't enjoy it in the moment, we might not – look back and have those good memories so yeah it all correlates well and the way that you can dictate what that memory is going to be then you know when you're trying to find that joy trying to enjoy going through that process you're dictating what that memory is going to be as Mm -hmm. opposed to the memory or the moment kind of dictating it to you yeah and so that that's an awesome that that went really deep I wasn't expecting this to go that deep (laughs) that's great I love it (laughs) I love it. Everybody listening, hopefully, if you didn't hear all that, rewind, you know, listen to that again, because that's some really good life advice. Um, what, <laughs> Let's go. That's right. And this year you get to play with a, a character that we've never that we've never had. And, and Dr. Bruce already mentioned this last week. Of, um, you're, you're like, I guess, co-staff member on, in the play is a dog. Oh. Oh. <laughs> like, what? Charlie Sandy. Bucket. Oh, yeah. What's actually very comical about this play is I'm, like, really bad dogs. <laughs> Not that I don't love them, but I'm, like, really scared of hurting them. And, like, whenever Charlie's wanting to explore the stage, I always get scared, like, to pull on him and stuff. So it's definitely been fun. But I swear, Charlie Bucket is, like, one of the best dogs I've ever met. He is so obedient when we've done scenes with him so far. Like, he'll just sniff around. He doesn't try to jump off the stage. And... I've been learning the commands for him to sit, lay down, stay, all the good stuff. And he's very trainable, so 
I thought it was great the other day. I was I was in the <clears throat> family center while you guys were practicing, and uh, you had Charlie, and he just you you both just left the family. Center. Oh my was god! Like, that was so and it was like, where where are you going? Like, what is going on? And you you were like. He wanted to go this way. <laughs> like, you were just along for the ride. Dr. Fritz was yelling at me before I left the door. She goes, where are you going? I said, I don't know. He's just taking me. <laughs> and he was just, he was on a mission. Yes. I think he saw a mom out in the hallway. Yes. And, uh, he loves his mom. Yeah. And I love Charlie Bucket. I, I said last week, like, he is, my two dogs obviously are uh, my favorites. But outside of my two personal dogs, Charlie Bucket is uh, easily uh, one of my favorite dogs. Yeah. Is, I've known him since he was a puppy, um, and he always looks for me out here in the line whenever he's in the <laughs> car. And so uh, I'll come up and give him an ear rub in the uh, through the window, you know. He's uh, an honorary student. He's no. getting a cast T-shirt. Absolutely. Yeah, he's always just been a staple because all of us that have been here for a while have known him since he was little, yeah. and so he's growing into a new character, and it's probably fun for. Him. I mean, I don't know what he's dogs excited like. He's excited whenever he's on stage. That's right. Well, he's eating a lot of treats. Yeah. And uh, he's gaining weight probably. Oh, I've yeah. always picked on him about, you know, they need to put him in a maroon crest and just send him on. Yeah. Seriously. <laughs> uh, so that would be fun. Uh, when you think about uh, getting off of, like at this point, are you guys all off book? Oh, yes. Yeah. So everybody's been off book now for probably a while. And so whenever you say that in the music, for a musical, off book means what? Off book is when you are not relying on your script anymore for your lines, uh, like speaking lines and singing, but um, also like stage directions are in your script as well. So pretty much your script is your foundation, and once you have memorized what you're supposed to do, it's then your creative freedom to do with it what you want. And that's like when we get off book, that's when the fun really starts because right. not everybody. Okay, for me at least. <laughs> but because um, then you can play around with stage directions and then feel what feels right. And it's awesome being off book. Yeah. For Annie, that works good because she's great at improv. For me, <laughs> not so much. Um, there's been a lot of moments, especially with me and Noah in Act Two, where it's like every other day, it's like, we're trying to be in a line. We're trying to get in our character. And one day I scared him because we're just standing there waiting for Miss Emmer to do the music. And we're, like, we're thinking, why is this vamp still going? And I said, oh, my gosh, we have lines. And we, like, <laughs> turned to each other. And he goes, you scared me so bad. So it's definitely always fun, like, especially the first week you're off book. And, like, everyone's kind of, like, they're kind of not mm-hmm. to see what happens. Yeah. Yeah. So what's what's your secret to knowing all of your lines? What? How do you? How did uh, you go about it? Well, for me, it's different for everybody because memorizing stuff is either really easy for some people or really hard for others. For me, it's super easy. It just comes naturally. Um, reading my lines over and over again, having someone else to read them mm-hmm. with me, um, what I've taken to is uh, me and my co-star I guess (laughs) Noah who is playing uh, Daddy Warbucks Um, we've been FaceTiming a lot after school and just like he'll put his script away and I'll read the lines that are not his so he's getting practice even while he's at home and he'll do the same for me Mm -hmm. but like before that when we were just memorizing it was like read the book before you go to bed Mm -hmm. and then it like stays in your mind somehow it's crazy but plus blocking 
when you have your movements on stage and then you know when your lines are what like when you move you know there's a certain line you say that really helps with memorization Mm -hmm. but that's just for me what about you Eve well we have a running joke right now (laughs) that I know about everybody's lines in the play because that's probably the hardest part it's like you have to know your cue yeah and for me I think I'm not in two scenes of the musical so like I am memorizing the whole book practically, but like Annie said, I have my mom help me, and she reads millions of different characters. So your mom's memorized it by now. Yes. She reads everything for me, and she holds my book. I read them back. But something Miss Baldwin always says is, like, the repetition of, like, in the earlier days when we were just doing, like, a scene a day, working on it two hours, and just repeating it over and over I would find that like I wouldn't even need to like look at my book again because I've already memorized it just from running it over and over and over it also helps that most of your lines are oh boy yeah that's <laughs> another thing's like Noah he has it really hard because he's such a sophisticated like older man in the play yeah and he has a lot of telephone conversations where it's obviously one-sided for him and so he has to remember what's happening next these long paragraphs for me it's like leaping lizards oh boy and so (laughs) I get a little bit easier but also even my classes especially in middle school prepared me a lot for memorization like with NHD I did um, individual performances both years and I had to memorize 10 minute monologues of just me with no cues from anyone and my eighth grade year I memorized my script in a week I never thought that could ever be possible but it happened and so now I'm like so speedy when anything comes along I'm like oh NHD skills unlock and I'm ready to go <laughs> there you go that's awesome I know for for me when I'm trying to memorize something like that um, I'm more auditory so it helps me to hear it and so it's you know instead of you know some people can just read through or whatever but I need to hear it and you know that may be that I'm recording it playing it back or watching mm-hmm. a video of somebody else doing it so that I can kind of hear those cues that I'm looking for then of of uh, I've learned that about myself as I've as I've tried to memorize things. If I'm definitely audio, uh, which was a huge help in college because I'm audio uh, auditory learner, so I would I could pretty much memorize the stuff the pre- professor was saying. When I'd go back through my notes, I'm hearing it in my head what they were mm-hmm. saying, oh, which nice. helps a lot whenever it comes <laughs> to test taking and that sort of thing too. But it was just one of those things I had to learn about myself as I'm auditory when it comes to that. And and so when you realize what like what strategy helps you do that, that's a, it's a huge strategy to help as you progress into college and mm-hmm. adulthood and, and that sort of thing too. So I was wondering what, what you guys used in that. Repetition, always a big one. Yeah. So uh, we're gonna we're winding down here on the podcast. What uh, what do you look at as the musical is like? This is the thing that I love the most. Um, it could be any performance, not necessarily a single like year of the musical, but just when you think about the musical, what's the what's that like warm fuzzy I guess memory that that you kind of look back to that keeps you kind of coming back to the musical again each year that sort of thing. Huh. <laughs> um, oh my god, there's so many. That's the thing. I yeah. want to say the big thing that stands out. Gosh, um, it might sound a little cliche, <laughs> but um, with people who struggle with like confidence and stuff, like like I do, putting myself out there. Um, <laughs> um, it's always really nice to like put your whole self into something like I am putting everything 
into Miss Hannigan this year. And hearing people say, oh my gosh, you were made for this role. And like, that was incredible the way you sang that. And like, it, it's such a confidence booster and it like makes you happier. And so I say the thing I look back on is on like all of these past musicals is building my confidence, which is like always been a huge thing for me. Like I've always wanted to feel confident and especially this year with a lead role it's like it's incredible to feel good about yourself doing something that you love and getting recognition and feedback some good some bad but you know feedback in general but it's just it's incredible to feel good and have other people make you feel good Mm. but also you help other people feel confident so it's like a whole circle that's awesome what about you For me, the word legacy comes to mind, especially just because, like I talked about earlier, my siblings having a role in the musical, and even before I could be a part of it, like, my friend Callie and me would sit during every rehearsal, and I just remember being like, I can't wait till it's my turn. Yeah. And that has been, like, a legacy lived out through my siblings, now through me, and also just, like, my family getting so excited every year. My grandma, oh, love my grandma. Shout out to my grandma, <laughs> yes. she's probably listening. Um, she has really sparked a lot of our love, um, me, Eden, and Luke, for music and theater. Mama Mia, she grew us, grew, whoo, she, <laughs> <laughs> what am I looking for? She, she raised you on Mama Mia. Thank you. She <laughs> raised us on the Mama Mia soundtrack. And That's awesome. That's always been like in our bios. We always shout out to my nanny, but it's a legacy that we're building within our family of like being able to share that together because obviously my siblings and me all have different interests. My brother is a star soccer player, my sister's a businesswoman, and <laughs> already. And having a shared interest, it's really fun for us to connect on that level Very and cool. see that come through. For everything like our cast party way 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 long ago we always do like mini grammy awards i don't know how that got started but um my mini grammy nomination when i was in seventh grade was future star and i always say to people now like my future is my present because Mm -hmm. it's like finally my time to be um really involved and so it's your time to shine. You literally <laughs> are the show this That's year. Right. It's so awesome. Yeah, it's super fun. Also, like, I love singing. I was finding so many um, videos on my mom's phone the other day of me with this karaoke machine that my sister got me for Christmas. And, oh, my gosh, I went everywhere with this karaoke machine. And, like, my love for music has been so evident within everything that shaped my life. And this is just, like, another part of that story. So it's super cool. Well, if you want to see these two uh, young women on stage, uh, you get a chance. March the 2nd, 3rd, and 4th. I promise you won't be disappointed. I'm always impressed every year with uh, what, we are too. <laughs> what, yeah. what comes out on that stage. And, and seeing students, like you guys said, that, that do shine and you know, kind of catch you off guard. It's always fun when somebody comes off and, uh, you know, and, and it, you get that like, I didn't know they could, (laughs) and whatever it is, dance or sing or just the way that they, you know, put on this persona uh, while they're on stage. 
um, it's it's memorable for sure and and it's a lot of fun and so um, if you're listening and you're listening to this live you need to, to get tickets uh, if you have not yet and hopefully they're still available for you um, and so it's going to be a great time we're, we're going to celebrate the hard work that you guys have done leading into this and there's going to be some fun parts of the musical that people are going to want to be a part of uh, that that will set new memories for people those enjoyable memories that we talked about uh, earlier so thank you both for setting down for a couple minutes today thank you this has been the ignition point clayton bradley academy's podcast where every day we work to help students excel through critical thinking problem solving collaboration and use of our lifelong guidelines and life skills. We hope that you've enjoyed the interview of our two students that are going to be in the musical, and we hope that you will join us on campus for that musical performance March the 2nd, 3rd, and 4th. We hope that you have a wonderful day.